0: Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know, and you'll thank me for it. XOXO Gossip Nista. Hi, and welcome to the Gossip Nista podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Monks. Thanks for joining me. Today, we're talking the Hamptons and discovering what the Hamptons lifestyle is all about. But first, in last week's episode, I spoke with Brandon Valadez, who took a huge leap of faith and moved to New York City during a pandemic. If you've ever dreamt about moving to New York and want to hear firsthand tips on how to do so, please be sure to head on over to episode 15 and tune in. Known as a backyard and playground to the rich of New York City, in this week's episode, my guest is Hamptons local Marissa Ivana. Marissa talks openly and candidly about the Hamptons lifestyle and how you can enjoy your next visit there, while also sharing endless possibilities on creating your own business during the pandemic in the Hamptons and doing remote work. You'll find her energy contagious and want to join her in her new business venture. Here is my interview with Marissa. Marissa. Hey everyone! On today's show, I have Marissa Ivana, who's a good friend of mine, and she's with us to talk the Hamptons. Hi, Marissa. How are you? Hi. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm so good. glad to be speaking with you. Glad to be connected and have you on my podcast. Excited to to learn more about your story and talk the Hamptons with you. As I'm sure you've listened to the podcast uh, before, I love starting to ask with, you know, what your New York story is. And are you originally from New York, Marissa? So no,
1: I'm actually originally from the island of Guam, which I'm not sure if you're familiar, but it's located way out in the Pacific Ocean. It's a okay. teeny tiny little dot right under the equator. Three hours from Japan and Australia. Yeah, super far. Okay. (laughs) So New York has always been my dream city, though. When I was 12, I actually Mm -hmm. came out for a a competition um, Mm -hmm. and stayed at the Waldorf Astoria, and I just fell in love with the city. I know. And I actually told my mom at that time, I was like, Mom, someday I'm going to live here. I thought it was to be a Broadway star, but apparently... That wasn't in my cards. So um,
0: I I mean, I I did not know all this. This is great. Okay, keep
1: going. Um, And so, as a teenager, I came back to New York with some classmates for a school event, and Mm -hmm. I actually tried to get lost in the subway, thinking that you know I was really naive as a kid. I was very sheltered, but Mm -hmm. I really truly believed that if I could get left behind. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have to go back to Guam. I could just go find a place to live. I know. Show up. That's the cutest story. No, it's embarrassing as heck. I mean, I literally don't ever want to repeat it to my daughter because I'm so afraid that she would do the
0: same thing. I know. (laughs) Well, the good thing is you're not too far away from the city, so it'll be okay. I know. I know, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. So originally from Guam, Yes. You know, I know we know each other from Los Angeles. But, we do. And, and then you came to New York way before I did. So <laughs> not originally from New York. why Why the Hamptons, though? And why not New York City? So if I had it my way,
1: I definitely would uh-huh. be living in New York City. But apparently okay. the universe had other plans for me. I actually moved out to the Hamptons to be with my current partner, who I call baby daddy. Mm -hmm. And immediately within, I mean, I knew he was the one right away. So when I came out here, I really didn't know a lot about the Hamptons. I just knew Mm -hmm. of the city. And I think he Mm -hmm. expected me to kind of know about the lifestyle out here. And I was completely clueless. So I'm like looking at him, him like rolling my eyes. So what year (laughs) did
0: you you get there? What year did you get there? Because I think a lot of people that are not from New York would probably be rolling their eyes, like, you know, the Hamptons, you hear of it, but you don't. I mean, okay, what year did you, did you get there? So I got here in 2015. Okay. So that, okay. And I'm only asking this because, (laughs) and not that I want to be referencing this at all, but again, I don't, I didn't know a lot about the Hamptons and you, I I think, you know, I'm going to say it, Courtney, and K- uh, Courtney the Card- one of the Kardashians did some kind of have Hamptons um, episode, right? Uh-huh. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. And that was in 2014. Oh. And then maybe that's when the hype of the Hamptons got all big. Do you think so? Possibly.
1: You know, it could be. I actually, so I'm a huge Sex in the City fan, and mm-hmm. I didn't even put two and two together. I just knew that they would go to the Hamptons just to vacation, and obviously there's that mm-hmm. episode where they got, you know, crabs in their West Hampton rental. So that's like not exactly the best way to think about a certain vacation town. Right. But I mean, it uh-huh. all made sense when I got here. I was like watching reruns of Sex and the City, and I was like, "Oh, okay, oh that's where God. I live." Oh goodness,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh so. my gosh, that is so awesome. Yes, I remember <laughs> the episode clearly. They had like twenty-year-olds running yes! the party or something like of that. Course. What was going on. They had
1: I love from how we just it out on the couch.
0: <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Okay, so you ended up in the Hamptons because you are with your partner in life who you met there since 2015. And so what area of the Hamptons do you reside in? So I reside in Southampton,
1: which is basically Mm. like the very first actual stop of the real Hamptons area. So the Hamptons is like Mm. the very end of the Long Island Peninsula. It's like, you know, the very end tip of the right basically yeah of the island um and West mm-hmm. Hampton is not really considered as part of the Hamptons because it's a little further out and you have to pass several towns yeah. before you get into okay. the actual Hamptons yeah um okay. so Southampton is the first town and that's where I live it's very close to everything very convenient drive I mean it takes me 10 minutes to get anywhere pretty much
0: Okay, so when you're talking anywhere, what do you mean by anywhere? Like into town?
1: Into- <laughs> um, <laughs> because instead, oh, this I see. Walk- yeah, lots yeah. of walking. Um, so it takes me about eight to ten minutes to get to any of the beaches, which, as you know, the beaches here are amazing. Um, it takes mm-hmm. me about ten minutes to get to any of the villages. So I can get to Sag Harbor, which is a really beautiful little village. Um, I can get to Southampton Village or even to Bridgehampton or Watermill within minutes so i'm pretty close to everything and the island is really thin so it's it's easy to get from one end to the other
0: Yes. And, and, and you're talking like driving, right? You're not walking. Driving, definitely driving. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big difference. Oh and, my and again, gosh. Just, it's such a short commute and I'm sure there's no traffic there. So, okay, perfect. So thanks for defining those different areas of the Hamptons. Um, I think you hear about just the Hamptons as a whole, but then I don't think people Know that there's a Southampton, there's a East Hampton, a West Hampton. What would you say is like the most popular Hamptons? So it depends on your age group.
1: Um, I'm gonna say. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us the age gaps here. Oh my gosh, yeah. So the older people tend mm. to like East Hampton a lot, and that mm. used to be called the Old Money Town. However. Mm this particular pandemic has brought out so many more people trying to escape the city. So East Hampton has boosted. I mean, the local news lately has said that East Hampton has seen like a ginormous growth, both Mm -hmm. in the population and in tourists and in visitors. So I know that they're booming right now. Montauk, however, at the very, Mm -hmm. very, 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 very end of the peninsula, Mm -hmm overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. It's Mm -hmm. literally the last piece of land before England. They call Um, it the end
0: of the world. The end,
1: (laughs) end of It's actually the end of the U.S. before England and Ireland. So, I mean, it's the very tip. Um, That is actually the hottest town right now for the younger Mm. crowd. So that's where all of the, you know, the like the surfer, it used to be just like the surfer type, crowd. But now it seems to be like, everybody wants to be in Montauk right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where the younger crowd tends to be migrating to. And I feel like out here, it's more the people who already have their parents' homes or, you know, it's an older and a middle-aged
0: crowd out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Tell us about Southamptons. Is that, would you say though, the main, like if someone's going into the Hamptons for the first time, do they stop at the South? Hampton first, like the village area, like what village area does one stop stop at? Yeah.
1: So you actually have to drive. So because of how small and narrow, um, there's only one highway that wa- runs into the Hamptons and out of the Hamptons. That's why they say yeah. it's the safest place of the entire state, simply because mm-hmm. all the cops have to do is stop, put a roadblock mm-hmm. right there and there's no way in and no way out. I mean, mm-hmm. you literally have to stop right there. So that little highway 27, um, can be a very sore spot for traffic. It's not mm. a good place to be during rush hour or on the weekends or on a holiday weekend, especially. Um, right. But you stop in Southampton regardless of what village you're headed to. You basically have to stop in Southampton on your way to any of the other villages. Um, East Hampton is approximately 108 minutes, depending if there's no traffic from the city. So if oh, you were wow. driving to to Southampton, it would only be about 95 minutes. So Mm. you add an extra, uh, you know, like 10, depending on traffic. Again, it's one small highway that's going to take you to these villages. Um, Mm. Again, West Hampton is before you enter the actual Hamptons. Mm. So it goes West Hampton and then South Hampton. Um, Mm. Then there's Bridge Hampton, which is kind of like in the middle, and Mm. Watermill. Those are really cute little towns that I always recommend. Sag Harbor is also within that vicinity. And then Uh East Hampton is a little farther. But Montauk, however, is another forty minutes down, like a long yeah. winding island. No,
0: <laughs> so no, that's okay. at the very end. Yeah. So I have a story about Southampton. I mean, no, actually Montauk when oh. my husband and I first went to uh the Hamptons. No uh-huh. idea, right? Of first of all, we didn't know what to do, where all these Aww. different towns and villages were. This was long before you were actually there. I think right before you moved. And um we were trying to find something to do because there was in, in my thought and then there was like no, no liveliness at night right like there wasn't yeah. a, a, like a bar or party or a club somewhere to go we were a lot younger then and then so we ended up uh, mapping something that was a Mont- montauk and it said it was only like a 20 mile drive which wasn't that bad we're going down this long yep road <laughs> right it's pitch black and i'm looking at my gps and it shows water on both sides of me and i'm yep. like and we just kept going and going and going, and I'm like, Todd, we're gonna fall off the edge at some point. That's all I know. And we were freaking out because it just was not ending. And we finally got there, and thank God we found the biggest and the liveliest and the funnest uh, like party spot, whatever. And
1: yeah, I'm glad it really had a happy out.
0: ending. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely oh my God. Going but it was scary, like driving down that that road. It, it's dark. It, it and is. So there's a joke that says,
1: because all of the streets out here, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so used to California or Portland, mm-hmm. um, you know, like there's streetlights everywhere you go, or there's cars or there's, mm-hmm. you know, people, but mm-hmm. out here, it is so scary to drive at night. There are no streetlights. The roads are long, windy country roads, you know, the mm-hmm. back roads, and mm-hmm. they all look exactly the same with windy streets and hills and, you know, yeah. it's just so scary. So they say there's, there's a, a lot joke. Of greenery. Yeah, what's the joke? Yes. The joke is that rich people do not like light. They like to live no. in the dark because <laughs> they don't want all of their – they don't want anyone finding them. So, no I joke, mean, though. I don't know if it's like a real popular joke, but that's what several people have told me because I'm like, why are there but no I light like out it. here?
0: No, yeah. no, but I like it. I think it's really appropriate. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. is funny. That sums it all up. And, you know, there's also a lot of greenery out there, like I was saying, and there's deer. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was my deer- first experience, too. I was like, why am I seeing deers in the Hamptons? <laughs> I, I was at this cute cottage-style place, and there was a deer looking at me while I was by the pool. Oh, my goodness. Did you see a wild turkey when you were here? I don't think
1: so. I don't think oh I my saw a turkey. The wild turkeys are huge, first of all, but they, they go in flocks. So there's usually like six or seven of them, but them mm-hmm. and like maybe three or four deer are constantly, I mean, probably on a daily basis in our yard, they walk right up okay. to the porch. They, walk, I mean, they're everywhere. What? I mean, they live out here with us.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is it's so kind interesting. Of cool. Yeah. It's it, very it is country. cool. <laughs> it, it is country, but it's beach. It, it's, 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 it's yeah. different, but beautiful. It is. Okay. Okay. So So like to sum it up, like how would you just describe the Hamptons in general? So the Hamptons is definitely a vacation town. I'm going to
1: say that it has its really nice home-like feel during the off months. So during Mm -hmm. the winter, during the fall, it's very Mm -hmm. small. I mean, they almost call it a ghost town. A -hmm. lot of businesses are closed up, so restaurants will be closed on like a Monday and Tuesday, open from Mm -hmm. Wednesday to Sunday or Wednesday to Saturday. So things Mm -hmm. are very different. And it's like a small town where we're actually trying to find a restaurant sometimes that's actually open on a Monday. Um and then during the holidays or during sunny weekends, it Mm -hmm. is packed. It's literally like Mm -hmm. the opposite. So Mm -hmm. I mean (laughs) I don't know if you've ever been to like Disneyland on you know a day when nobody's there, which is very rare. But, Uh you know, versus a day when everybody and their mother are there and it's lines Mm -hmm. after lines and four hour waits for a ride, I kind of feel like that's how it is out here in the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. So during the off peak um, days, it's very quiet and very, Mm -hmm. you know, like a little hometown feel. And then. So the off
0: peak are like, you would say October through March.
1: I'm going to say after Labor Day, yeah. Labor Day until, (laughs) what's in May? Memorial Day? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's basically, this summer is when it's absolutely crazy here. And Mm -hmm. then obviously, if September has some nice weather, then there'll still be a lot of people. Or in this particular 2020 case, nothing is normal. I mean, I feel like the rush started back in March. That's mm, when people with homes out here or people who just knew that they needed to get out of the city, um, mm-hmm. they just, everyone started migrating out here. So it's actually been pretty busy. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the Hamptons is really, honestly, I have had a very wonderful experience here, so I can't mm. complain about it, but I know not everybody feels the same. I mean, it just depends on how you look at things. And I tend to look at things from like, a glasses-half-full perspective. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think it's really nice. It's very fun. You see celebrities all the time.
0: I mean oh, – That was the question <laughs> I had for you. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. you already dropped it. Okay. So oh, yeah. um, so you see celebrities all the time. And – um that's amazing and I'm gonna ask you that later you're okay. <laughs> gonna have to know who So start thinking of all those names so oh, and you're already answering my next question um you know what you like and dislike about New York like I mean I'm sorry specifically oh. the Hamptons okay yeah specifically the Hamptons you're so cute um
1: so I really like the beaches. I really like the beautiful scenic villages and a lot of, there's a lot of history here. So, I mean, depending on what you're into, if you really like art, we've got beautiful art museums. We have awesome wineries and vineyards. Apple picking is so much fun. I don't know. Have you ever done apple picking? No. Oh my goodness. So there's a really popular local favorite place out here called Milk Pale. And Mm -hmm. they basically, you give them like, I think it's 50 bucks. They give you a plastic bag. You go into the apple orchards, I guess, Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. just pick as many apples as you can fit into your bag. Mm -hmm. Uh And it's so cool because they have all the different varieties and it's just like acres of apples, different apples. Yeah. It's a fun experience. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, one thing I really don't care for is mm-hmm. the traffic. Um, mm. You can almost always tell the locals here are very nice. The people that have the dual residences, mm-hmm. you know, the people that actually live here are usually very friendly and mm-hmm. um, considerate and courteous because it's their town too. Mm-hmm. But you can always tell the tourists. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when people are a little bit disrespectful or, you know, not the friendliest, then you're like, oh, God, that must be a tourist.
0: So (laughs) so when you say tourist, we're Uh, talking tourists from New York, you know, or just in
1: general. I'm going to say a tourist is somebody who either doesn't come out to the Hamptons very often, because I feel like Mm -hmm. if you go somewhere often enough. You should be Mm -hmm. able to respect it. I'm talking like, you know, the college kids that come out and litter or, you know, like the people Mm -hmm. that (laughs) are driving Mm -hmm. and cutting people off and Mm -hmm. not following Mm -hmm. any of the rules or there's just, there's a whole different vibe. Yeah. The vibe out here normally is people are very respectful and a lot of people keep to themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can always tell during the summer; it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother experience. It's like mm-hmm. the locals don't even want to go out <laughs> during the summer. It's not worth it. <laughs> I'll
0: sure. like, I'm I'm... "Protect your." Well, people. they have so many lands and acres, and their big sprawling homes near the beach. So, I, I think yeah. I think they end up being okay, you know. <laughs> um, but no, I hear you on that, and I can I can one hundred percent see that being someone who has gone to the Hamptons often. um, you know, I, I've learned how – you got, you just have to learn the vibe of how mellow it is and, and respecting the area, just like you mentioned. So, okay, but did you – that's what you dislike, only one thing? Um,
1: So that and – no, <laughs> no, not at all. So when I lived in L.A., I was able to go to a Trader Joe's, a bar studio, a boxing studio, any gym mm-hmm. of my choice, a Whole Foods, um, I mean, within five minutes. But Mm -hmm. out here, they don't have any of that. If I want to go to a Trader Joe's, I have to drive up Island for about an hour and a half to get to the closest Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. I have to drive 45 minutes to get to the closest Target. So (laughs) as an alcoholic and as a mom of babies and toddlers, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. those are kind of things that I really do miss. And Mm -hmm. so living out here, also the cost of living is a lot more because things have to be Mm imported. So our gas mm-hmm. is pretty much always like maybe fifty cents to seventy five cents higher than it would be wow. if we drove forty five minutes up island. Wow. So yeah, I mean so the cost of living, it kind of that's kind of one downfall, but at the mm-hmm. same time when you look around or when you realize how beautiful the area is and mm-hmm. there's a lot to appreciate that kind of mm-hmm. balance it out. So mm-hmm. I mean it almost makes yeah. it worth it.
0: It I mean it- <laughs> I, it's, I think it's the perfect place for you and your husband and what you do. And you have three lovely children. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine you anywhere else. Definitely in the city, too, because you have that energy and that liveliness. <laughs> but I think the Hamptons is where you're meant to be.
1: Yeah. And- so that's. I mean, we're here pretty much because of the kids. So, I mean, like I said, if I was single and just out here on my own, I would definitely live in the city because I think mm-hmm. I would go nuts. <laughs> <No, laughs> it's no. definitely a different vibe. Like I was saying, it's very peaceful and quiet. It's like a country
0: town versus, a family
1: yeah, town versus too. City, very mm-hmm. family town. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So and you asked. you answered my next question, which is, would you move away from the Hamptons and live anywhere else? (laughs) Well,
1: only because I'm very, very, very close to my family and Mm -hmm. all of them live on the West coast. The Mm -hmm. only other place I would probably move to while my kids are still young is probably to Washington state so that I could be Mm -hmm. near my, my Nana and Mm -hmm. my parents and brothers and sisters. Um, But other than that, I really love I love the Hamptons. I love all my clients out here. I love, you know, just the experiences that we've had and mm-hmm. everything so far. For right now, the timing of it seems to be perfect. And I'm a huge believer in timing. You know, if the if the timing is not right, things are not gonna fall together. But if it is right, then
0: they fall together perfectly. So a hundred percent. And talking <laughs> about clients and timing, oh, you right. have actually formed this amazing new business that aligns with your background so I would love to dive into that Marissa L- let's start with what is your career background gossip needs I hope you're enjoying the show so far I wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet if you could please subscribe rate and review this podcast wherever you listen This will help me reach more people and spread the word about New York City and those who love it. And if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Podcast on Instagram. Now, back to the show.
1: So I have a background in dance. I've pretty much been one of those people that has always believed that any job I'm going to do is going to be something I enjoy. So pretty much every single job I've ever taken on has been something I've really enjoyed at the moment. Mm -hmm. But dance has kind of been that underlying dance and fitness. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been training people in the fitness and dance area for about 25 plus years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I moved from Guam to Seattle to pursue um, child psychology. And then I ended up making the blazers for which is the NBA team for the Portland, um, for Portland. Wow. Yeah. So I made that my sophomore year of college and I ended up moving to Portland to pursue that. So I danced for the NBA for a total of five years, but in between wow. that, I also um, moved to Cabo because I was married to my first husband, now mm-hmm. my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we had a little family life there, but I did dance in Cabo as well. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I got to be a little showgirl with this Cuban entertainment company. Oh and gosh. that was amazing. <laughs> I'm sure um, that was an experience. Yeah, learning all those different styles. And no one spoke English. So that was really fun, too. <laughs> really fun. Um, poquito, sí. Poquito? <laughs> okay. Listener. Great. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I, it was back to L.A., back to Portland to dance again. And then... LA for six years prior to coming to the Hamptons. But the Mm -hmm. one thing that I think I've consistently done is dance training and fitness training. So I think that that's just always been my passion since Mm -hmm. I was little. And Mm -hmm. I know New York has always been the place that I've wanted to live my whole life. So Mm -hmm. it kind of Mm -hmm. all came together
0: here. You know, I was brought here. And you have now created an amazing business named, you my know, <laughs> My wanna move, and yeah. I just it couldn't be the best name for you, <laughs> Marissa Ivana Mivana Move. I love that name. Can I just say that? Because yeah, So actually, you have to say it like Ivana. So remember that old Austin
1: Power joke, the my Ivana Humpalot. Yes. So she was a character, and they would say the word Ivana for everything. Well, mm-hmm. M. My Vana is actually just M for Marissa and Ivana, uh-huh. So I say my Vana move, but I also think about it like, because I want to branch out and have my Vana sweat, Myvana dance, my Vana sculpt, my, Vana, yes. my yes. Vana grow, my Vana rise, my Vana flow. You know, it's like, it's like I want to, and I want to do so many things. So I figured my Vana and, you
0: know, Start with my Move.
1: move. <laughs> yes. I mean it is
0: such a catchy name, and it just oh. it, it encompasses who you are. So that's why I love it. And let's talk about how you came up with this, um, and what you're doing, and all those details. So I basically came up with
1: it because we were stuck in a pandemic, quarantined, and my bar studio that I taught at. Um, closed and I was missing the experience of teaching. I was missing my clients. I was just missing it. I mean, I love, I have such a passion for sharing my love of fitness with others. So um, I just decided, I mean, people have been asking me for the last, gosh, 15, 20 years to start my own thing. But I think it's what's been holding me back really is it wasn't the right time. I wanted to do so many things. I didn't really want, or I wasn't really ready to put the time and energy into my own business Mm -hmm. because I was going through whatever family issues or, you know, still finding out who I am and where I'm supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. now that I feel like I found that, I have my little family, I have my partner, um, Mm -hmm. I found what I love to do, um, you know, beyond everything else that I love to do. And so I just decided that it was the right time. We're all stuck at home. Why not? I mean, the only way I'd be able to really reach out and share my gift of fitness while in quarantine in a pandemic, a global pandemic, mm-hmm. mind you, is virtually. So I decided, okay, um, I'm gonna stop putting it off. I'm gonna start focusing on this. And I mean, so far it's been just absolutely wonderful. It's been everything that I wanted. So many people are the response and the feedback is great. So many people are thanking me for finally doing it. It's still a work in progress. Obviously I'm a forever. Yeah.
0: I'm going to stop you and I'm okay. going to just ask Mivana move. Tell us about mm-hmm. it. Tell us about what it is specifically. I don't think we defined hundred oh. percent what Mivana move is. Okay. So my Mivana move
1: is just basically my new company. It's created by me. It's a method mm-hmm. of fitness Mm -hmm. and it's it's a dynamic program that basically evolved from my 25 plus years of dance and yoga Mm -hmm. and sculpt and functional fitness combined with my passion to help others. Mm -hmm. I love transforming other people's bodies and I love mindful movement. So basically Mm -hmm. I put together a sculpt slash bar slash yoga slash cardio hit program, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. workout changes every single class. You never do the same workout. So that is okay. one way um, in my mind of challenging and helping people to grow. It's very anti-aging. It keeps you nice and young. We want to keep our brain regenerating and we want to keep, you know, ourselves young. The sweat is amazing. I mean, people come to me and tell me they haven't sweat in years um, until they took my class. And that's- I'm going to gonna stop
0: you again because yeah. you're talking about young and okay. keep, keeping young. And can I just um, say here- People, uh, Marissa keeps saying she's been dancing for 20, 25 years, and um, the girl looks like she's 18, okay? So whatever she is doing, one, I should have been on board forever ago, but she knows, hence taking me to the one yoga class she did once upon a time, and I died, (laughs) (laughs) that I'm just horrible. But yes, you... You are a gift. And, and what you're doing, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I
1: really, truly do believe that age is a number. You should see some of my clients. Oh, Mariana, these women are 70, 75. They move amazing. They are so strong. Their planks, they push pushups. I mean, they know how to do everything that I'm doing, of course, working mindfully with their bodies, you know, considering their injuries or any previous mm-hmm. surgeries, they are mm-hmm. still phenomenal. And I mean, they're oh, my inspiration. So can, I mean, can
0: you ask them, like, if they started later <laughs> in life, <laughs> and, no. and what the key is? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well,
1: truly, I mean, sweat is wonderful. When you're sweating mm-hmm. out your toxins, you know, not only is it releasing endorphins, and you know, one of my favorite mantras in life, it's shouldn't I probably shouldn't even really say this out loud, but one of my favorite mm. lines ever is exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. And happy mm-hmm. people just don't shoot their husbands. They just Oh don't. my gosh. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So yeah, I mean Elwood said it best, but I have used that since Legally Blonde came out because <laughs> it's just my little mantra. I really truly believe that the endorphins from exercise, from sweating, from getting your heart rate up, from doing mm. something that's good for you is so, it's so awesome. And it regenerates, like I said, your cells. It's wonderful for your brain. It really does keep you young. It gives you energy. It just takes you to a place where, you know, your body needs to be.
0: You know, I'm moving as we're talking now. I am so pumped. You pumped me up. Um, I'm sitting here in plank, I know. So if I start saying weird things, it's
1: because I have to plan a little bit more. Okay, so
0: let's talk about the logistics here, Marissa. Okay. Um, so you are doing uh, virtual uh, classrooms, and and um, how, um, how do these – Classrooms look like, right? Um, how big are they, and um, are, are you doing it on Zoom? And are you sharing everyone's background? Like, what are the little logistics like that, so that people, should they want to join, they they know and they, what they're coming into to feel comfortable. Okay, so because it is a home workout, and
1: you know the governor has not approved any sort of indoor in person workouts mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing everything. All of my zoom workouts are in my living room, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. thankfully has a very high ceiling. So it does mm-hmm. give that openness of an open space. Yes, I have my right. little portable bar, which I, you know, recommend to everybody because it really does help a lot as far as our bar movement. Mm-hmm. And I have some weights and a mat and pretty much mm-hmm. Anybody who is at home, I give them lots of options that they can use from water bottles to wine bottles, mm-hmm. um, depending on how much you drank of it last night, of course. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> you can pretty much modify and use whatever you have at home
0: um, in Girl, lieu of a you bar, know, I've <laughs> been asking my husband to get some Amazon weights and they're sold out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, people are just trying to work out, right? And you just gave us the best idea. <laughs> I mean, I I have bottles of wine. I could do that.
1: (laughs) Or soup cans work as well. I mean,
0: (laughs) you can do Mm -hmm. that as
1: well. Um, Mm -hmm. But really, truly, a lot of my workout is creating your own resistance. So even if you didn't use a single prop, I'm able to help sculpt your arms, your legs, your abs in ways that you never dreamed were possible without Mm -hmm. using a single weight or prop or piece of equipment. Because it's all about creating that resistance within your own body, finding that energy, shooting it out. You know, when when you're working your arms, you want to really shoot it out through those arms or down Mm -hmm. your legs or keeping those abs so tight. Like there are ways um, to do it without any props. So that should never hold anybody back. So as far as signing up for my virtual workouts, um, it is through Zoom. So Mm -hmm. what I do is I have a subscription a subscription that people can subscribe to my newsletter. And mm-hmm. that is all found on my temporary website, my temporary mm-hmm. landing page. And mm-hmm. that allows them to be on my list. And when I send out my list, I have a schedule. So these are all live streaming classes. So it's not like, Oh, it's midnight. I'm going to go on and do a move workout. It's not going to mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> not yet. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. in the process. But okay. right now they would just have, I have scheduled classes um, at certain times. And so they would just have to log in using the Zoom link and mm-hmm. the information that I email them prior. I also mm-hmm. email them, you know, things that they could use as far as props. Maybe they'll want to use sneakers or be barefoot. Um, it's up to mm-hmm. them. And obviously, mm-hmm. I always want people to know that they have to work with their body and wherever it is today. So mm-hmm. not trying to be who they were back in high school when they ran track and not mm-hmm. trying to be the dancer that they were 10 years ago. Like you have mm-hmm. to work with your body in its current state and, you know, be accepting of that first of all <laughs> mm-hmm. because your ego is not your friend. So, I want everyone to be open to that idea and right. so basically you would just show up at the class time, I would let everybody in, I would introduce myself and talk about what we're going to do, as far as what they'll need for props, and then we just start. And one funny thing about my classes is mm-hmm. everything is designed on the spot. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a preset workout that I'm mm-hmm. looking at or referencing or memorizing. Nothing is choreographed. It's basically, wow. I, I change the music every class. So whatever songs mm-hmm. come up is mm-hmm. how it the song, the music guides me. And I also work with whoever's in the class. So mm-hmm. I always try to find out like what injuries people have or what mm-hmm. their background of fitness is. That way, I'm able to design a class. If I know that everyone in my room has knee or hip issues, we're not mm-hmm. going to be doing any jumping jacks. We're not going to be doing right. any burpees, you know? So, I mean, I pretty much designed the class to be something that everyone feels they, they can do, that they feel accomplished after, but they still get an amazing workout. Wow.
0: That's awesome. I love that you cater it to every, yeah, and each to every individual. In and, um, you know, so would you say you have people joining you only from the Hamptons, from New oh, York, no. like it's, it's, it's all over?
1: All over. That's the beauty of the virtual classes. Yeah. It's at literally wherever you are in the world. If you have Internet, you can take these classes. So I've actually had friends from Guam, California, my family wow. in Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had mm-hmm. people from all over Wisconsin, Florida. <laughs> so I've been very fortunate um, to reconnect with friends that I haven't seen in so long. Um, yeah. <laughs> literally one person that took my class, I haven't seen her since we were five years old mm-hmm. in Guam. Mm-hmm. It's like oh amazing. God. I know. I'm wow. like,
0: oh, fine. I mean, social media is amazing.
1: <laughs> it really oh, does. <laughs> well, and it's yeah, <laughs> such the perfect
0: thing for right. I mean, in general, for right? right? Now, but yes. but not, not even for right now. I, I feel like this is the wave of the future. And, and just having a connection with someone who knows what they're doing, is an expert in what they do, and being able to guide people and just build a community. It's amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's something that's super important to me, too, is that personal connection. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, the title of my last email to my clients last week or this mm-hmm. week was Quality Over Quantity because I used to offer daily classes and people Mm -hmm. were requesting more and more, but Mm -hmm. instead I decided to actually scale back on the classes, have fewer Mm -hmm. classes, but be able to record and review all of the different clients in their different Mm -hmm. positions and exercises and make Mm -hmm. notes of it. And that way I can share with them what I thought they should change or what they Mm -hmm. should fix and correct. That way, you know, they feel like they're getting almost like a, personal private trainer trainer. yeah yeah
0: yeah so I want
1: them to feel like I said I want it to be this tight-knit community and people I want them to all know they pretty much all do know that I really truly care about their success Mm -hmm. and I'm doing this for them to help them so Mm -hmm. I mean
0: Everybody has their own
1: motivations and that is mine. Yeah. I really want to help people. So uh,
0: I I love it. And I have to join. And kudos you to you do. for developing. No, I'm going to just watch me. <laughs> and then um so all of this of what you do, I tell me, how do you stay so young? Is it is it working out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one thing is I don't ever have a moment to sit down and think about how old I am. I did actually, my most recent birthday was like kind of a milestone big one. And I was so traumatized. I was so traumatized. I was in denial of it because I really didn't I mean, I'm like, wait, I remember clearly the day my mother turned that age. I clearly remember the day J-Lo turned that age. J-Lo is my lifelong idol, by the way. Oh uh-huh. So, and, yeah, I mean, everything I do, I'm like, oh, someday I'll look like J-Lo. Someday I'll
0: do this. Uh, but anyway. You're on. <laughs> you're on. You are. I mean, oh, you know near her age okay. but but like, J-Lo is amazing for her age, too. Yes, I know. So, so
1: just staying active and like I said age to me is just a number. I never mm-hmm. really try to guess people's ages. I just mm-hmm. I get along with people that are 20 years older than me, people that are mm-hmm. 20 years younger than me. Like I've always been that old soul trapped mm-hmm. in like a little kid's body, but at the same time like <laughs> I relate to the younger people as well because I'm a very nurturing mm-hmm. person. So mm-hmm. I almost have like a mommy instinct for my little 20-year-old friends and then yeah. I also have that like I'm on your level with my 70-year-old friends. <laughs> so I mean and everyone in between I just I love people and so I mean I kind of feel like I'm able to connect with different age groups all the time yeah. and then okay. as far as like I mean I don't really have any other than working out all the time mm-hmm. and you know just knowing that I'm I mean telling myself I'm not aging mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know I'm forever 25 so that's all I have to I just yeah said kind of in my mind and you know. Mm-hmm thoughts become things. So <laughs> I don't think 25. I'm really going to turn 25 tomorrow, but I'm just saying, like, you just, you are how you ever you feel and you do what you you do. So yeah.
0: Yeah. You're young <laughs> and vibrant, period. So we'll leave it at that. Well, thank you for sharing oh, with us. You know, yeah. move on a move. Did I say it right? My Vana move. My <laughs> Vana move. Yes, think I wanna. I wanna. Well, I'd love to now. Keep probing on Hampton things, Marissa, as you are our, our Hamptons queen. And um, on this last segment, um, you know, I want to ask more uh, tips for the audience in regards to the Hamptons. And you kind of referenced this earlier, but um, let's just ask it more specific. Okay. How far um, is the Hamptons from Manhattan, New York? And, and and how does one get to the Hamptons from here? If they don't have a car? Um, right. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say
1: that the Hamptons in general is approximately an hour and a half to two hours from the city. Mm-hmm. That is on a good day. <laughs> that means there's day. no accident. Yeah. There's <laughs> no major traffic jams. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you were to come here without driving yourself, mm-hmm. you take either the jitney or you could take the Long Island Transit, the train. Um mm-hmm. all of the trains stop. In or the each village has a train stop and a bus mm-hmm. stop. Okay. So I know the jitney and the ambassador are pretty popular ways. A mm-hmm. lot of people just they jump onto a jitney bus. It takes you straight out here, drops you mm-hmm. off in whatever village, and then it takes you back to the city when you're ready to go back. They mm-hmm. have daily um, daily buses at all different hours. So mm-hmm.
0: that's a very convenient way to do it. Perfect. So let's, um, the Jitney, right? When I first came to New York, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell is a Jitney? And, um, <laughs> I don't think i it probably has been referenced on the podcast at some point, but a Jitney, uh, can you define it? I mean, I, I can cause I Googled it before this, but like, yeah. what's so jitney like is actually just the company name
1: for mm-hmm. the buses that run between Manhattan and the Hamptons.
0: Mm -hmm. okay
1: yeah yeah that's actually just the company they have the jitney and then they have the higher end version which is the ambassador so you pay a little bit more but you get more room so like they call it
0: leg space i guess because like i was taking jitneys in new jersey when i was there for a second yeah so and so like i'm under the impression a a jitney is like is it a smaller looking bus it's like oh no nope they're big old they're big old tourist buses like oh, kind of okay. like a little bit bigger than
1: a school bus they have wi-fi they have air conditioning there's a mm-hmm. you know there's a bathroom in there they mm-hmm. serve you water bottles and snacks There's seat belt.
0: interesting okay so then they're yeah. different in different areas i'm assuming it's just a name yeah. that, that, that's used <laughs> for a bus
1: yeah the me mm-hmm. it's like the hampton's jitney it's uh, literally okay. the company's name
0: Perfect. Okay, so then you yeah. can take the Long Island Railroad or jitney, or by car. And you can also take at- Uber, but that's pretty expensive. <laughs> you can take a lot an Uber,
1: an Uber and a Lyft. Yeah, that runs you about. Have three you? Um, I not personally, but I do know people who prefer to take an Uber instead of getting in a public bus right now. Oh just wow! Post pandemic, <laughs> yeah. Some of my clients have fifty million dollar homes on the beach here. So wow, <laughs> okay. okay.
0: As Jay Z would say, <laughs> "Money ain't a thing," <laughs> right? Or, or no, I was gonna say something else, but I'm not. But no, <laughs> I actually googled. Um, not googled. I uh, looked up uh, Lyft and Uber, um, rides prior to speaking with you today because I also had read that you can. And I'm like, really, who does this? Yeah. So I'm like, let me see how far, how much it is, and like from the Upper East Side here where I live, it's um. It's roughly under $300 for a Lyft. It's like yeah. 280 or something. And mm-hmm. for an Uber, it's like, I would say anywhere between $30 to $50 more expensive. But I mean, mm-hmm. they're both pretty comparable, but a Lyft is a little cheaper. But eh, hey, yeah. hey, like if you split it with, a, with an XL with like four people, you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're only like that $50 ride yourself. So you can yeah. take an Uber, people, <laughs> um, or Lyft. Perfect. Okay. So we know how far it is. Um, in realistically you can expect like two and a half hours on a bus or realistically yes definitely
1: two and and a a half hours on a good day (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay and and so what do you think it is about the Hamptons that New Yorkers love like I mean is the Hamptons worth visiting Marissa I believe it is
1: I mean it's worth visiting as long as one, you know where you're going because, like, you referenced your first trip here. You were like, what in the hell am I supposed to do? So right. Right. I think if you pre-plan it, like, know exactly which restaurants to hit, know, you know, which sites you want to visit, know which beaches you wouldn't go- want to go to, then I think it's worth it because it okay. is a beautiful so thing.
0: You have to tell us that, please, now, <laughs> while you're here because um, – like like me, uh, others may not know, right? And times have changed from when I came a long time ago. So tell us, if someone's going to the Hamptons, where are the beaches, the restaurants, the things they should do to, to cross off the list?
1: So I would definitely recommend stopping at Wolfer's Vineyard. Um, you can go wine tasting. They've got fabulous food. They've got, you know, a beautiful, it's just a beautiful setting. Um, mm-hmm. There are art museums, such as the Parish Art Museum. Um, we've got lots of really pretty historical areas that you can just drive through. All mm-hmm. of the villages um, look really, really cute. It looks like mm-hmm. time never, you know, time never passed. So right. the beaches mm-hmm. are gorgeous. Um, Sag, Main mm-hmm. Beach and Coopers tend to be the most popular, I'd say. Um, if you're, what's the first one called? Sagmain Beach, S-A-G-G. Main mm-hmm. Beach. Mm-hmm. It's in Sagaponack, which is mm-hmm. a very nice area. Okay, but it okay. tends to be a private beach, so um, I do believe you are able to get in as a not as a tourist, but I think you have
0: to have. A- so here's here's my problem, Marissa. I every time I go to the Hamptons, <laughs> I would say like ninety nine percent of Hampton beaches are all private beaches, and mm-hmm. most tourist public. People can't get on them besides Cooper Beach. And um, I'm not sure if it's Sagamane Beach. Sa- Sagamain Beach is uh, open to the public. But so how do you get around that? <laughs> I mean, I don't mind paying, but why can't you access beaches as easily and readily?
1: Well, that is a good question. But <laughs> if you think about it, it adds to the exclusivity. If you want to just go to a crowded beach, Why are you going to come all the way down to the Hamptons?
0: Mm -hmm. You're not.
1: You're going to go somewhere up island where the beaches are public. When you Mm -hmm. come out here, there's that sense of exclusivity that people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I know somebody. I'm able to get into this beach or I'm able to go to this person's house and they live on this private beach. Mm
0: -hmm. So, I mean,
1: I think if you were to get a beach pass, you are pretty much able to go to whichever beach you choose, as long as Mm -hmm. it's not a private beach. But each village does have um, a beach that's accessible to residents. I think mm-hmm. right now, for this particular summer, things might be a little different. They might be a little stricter on the beach passes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as, and did you know that all the beaches here are connected? So if you were to go to a beach um, in Long Island, you could actually walk all the way to Montauk. All of the really? beaches are
0: connected. Yes. There's nothing cut off there, like where, nope. It's it doesn't stop. Um, hey. That's your way to get to the Hamptons.
1: <laughs> <then people laughs>
0: well I a
1: very long walk. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the beaches are connected here. So I mm-hmm. mean, some people will start at Cooper's and literally walk all the way to um, SAG Main Beach or even further to East Hampton. So oh yeah, I mean it just it's it's kind of nice that it's all connected, mm-hmm. but I mean, maybe that's another reason why Montauk is a little more popular right now is because it's a little more open. It's definitely Mm -hmm. a surf town there. Mm -hmm.
0: It's a very lively little area. I think the beaches are a little more accessible over there as well. Um, Yeah. So one thing, do you have any particular restaurant besides a vineyard that you like to go to that you recommend somewhere in the Hamptons?
1: Oh my goodness. I have so many favorite restaurants. It's going to be so hard
0: to choose. You'll just Um, give us a couple. Okay, so popular restaurants.
1: I'm going to say you should definitely stop at Topping Rose, which is in Mm -hmm. Bridgehampton. That's a very popular place. They also have a summer area. They're trying to make it seem like a Vegas type thing. It's called the Clubhouse. So yeah, it's like a Vegas school area. Plus they have like fitness classes and, you know, fun things like that. Mm -hmm. So Topping Rose is one. Coast mm-hmm. Grill is going to be a little harder for the tourists to get to because it's on the bay side, not on the beach side. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a back road. Um, but it's so delicious, and the food is always amazing. Really? Bamboo in Southampton mm-hmm. is one of my favorite sushi restaurants, and mm. we just got a new omakase. Um kisaka omakasi it's going to be in watermill and that's an amazing restaurant as well
0: i love that i love that you're sharing sushi too because i have to say and you coming from california as well i have not been as happy with the sushi in the east coast as i was in the west coast would you agree disagree don't remember i
1: Oh my goodness. I ate sushi probably every single day in LA. So yes, I remember. I remember very vividly, but I mean, I've had, I've had pretty good sushi out here, but it's probably because I'm in the Hamptons. I haven't really tried a whole lot of places in the city. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I do miss like crazy our LA places
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I mean, there were some phenomenal,
1: phenomenal places in LA, but I remember
0: Yes. Yes. So then I'm going to the Hamptons to have sushi just for that. And I'm going to visit you yeah. and I'm going
1: to out here. Got it. Okay. I can Got definitely on. tell you like my top three favorite sushi rice restaurants. <laughs> so if you're looking for sushi, I mean, I'd be the person, you know, me, sushi and sweet potato fries. Those are my like two staples in life. So, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but you said bamboo and bamboo Southampton is a really great one. Um, that's a sushi place. And then I know a really popular place is uh, Tutto Il Giorno. I hope I did not destroy that. They have (laughs) two locations, one in Sag Harbor, which is so beautiful, um, Mm -hmm. and also a smaller one in Southampton. But those are really good. It's Italian, um, Mm -hmm. but it's very delicious. So, I mean, right now I live off Pub and DoorDash. So <laughs> everything is delivered here. I'm not going out. I know there is awesome outdoor dining, though, that just opened up recently. So so outdoor dining is going be the way to go when you're out here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah,
0: thank you for sharing all those places to go to. You gave us so much. And, and I again, I'm sure people can't wait to try it. I can't wait to try it. But let's get back to that Thing you mentioned earlier, and all the celebrity sightings that you see in the Hamptons. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so tell us about it. I mean, you know,
1: it's so strange because when you live here, it mm-hmm. doesn't become like a sighting. It's like, oh, she lives here. Like, I mm-hmm. know that I live maybe half a mile, my house mm-hmm. is half a mile mm-hmm. from Kelly Ripa's house. And so oh, wow. all of the stars of Riverdale are always summering there. So, oh, I mean, It's like when you're walking, you see everybody. They're very active. So you see them all the time. When I would do my bar studio, Alec Baldwin and Mm Hilaria Baldwin, his wife, they would be there frequently. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time you go to Soul Cycle or you go to Tracy Anderson, like you run into celebrities. J-Lo and A-Rod are always out here. I mean, it's literally celebrities everywhere. And I'm really terrible because I don't really recognize people. So unless somebody tells me, you know, that that's so and so, unless it's J Lo, of course, then I always know who she is. But <laughs> right. otherwise, it's like, oh yeah, that's Andy Cohen. Oh hi, Andy. Oh yeah, that's you know so and so. That's Jay Leno. But they live out here all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Howard Stern. They they live out here. They're always here. So they're normal. It's normal to see them. It's not like right. a, a spotting or a sighting. Right, um. Right.
0: Yeah. So that's Even, that's for residents running? I know there's a lot of people always running. in the the oh, yeah. area. Oh, people. I think walks are the big thing out here.
1: Everybody mm. does. I mean, all of my clients do it maybe two or three times a day. They do friend walks. They do family walks. People mm. just walk. So everywhere, every time I'm driving to a client's house or driving to the store, I see just people all over the streets. Everyone walks in all the villages, in, you know, all the different neighborhoods, Walking is a huge thing out here. I think fitness overall is a huge thing out here. Yeah. Everybody is awesome. in amazing shape.
0: <laughs> Literally everybody. You're in the perfect spot then. In I the am? perfect spot. Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, so is there anything Hamptons related I may have missed or, or not asked that you want to share? I'm sure there's so much more, and we might have to do a part two if I missed anything here, but um anything at all? Um, you know. I think a lot of people have this idea that the Hamptons is
1: exclusively for the super, super, super rich 1%, but I mean, really, truly it's not. I think that anybody can have a wonderful experience. But like I said, pre-plan it. Don't just mm-hmm. show up here, get off a bus, and then think that you're gonna, you know, walk from point A to point B and find a place mm-hmm. to eat and find a place to stay, because that's not gonna happen, especially in the summer. Hotels mm-hmm. are pre-booked like I mean Airbnbs are pre-booked maybe a year in advance. Oh, so wow. you want to get your game plan together. But other than that, I think you would have, as long as you make reservations and have like your little list of things you're going to do, factor in the fact that there's going to be a lot of traffic during the summer if that's when you're coming. Yeah. So if you're coming like 4th of July, if you're coming Labor Day weekend, I mean, you're going to be sitting in about three to four hours of traffic in the Hamptons. You're not going to get anywhere. It would take me an hour to do a 20 minute drive. So, and that's normal. That's that's each way. So it mm-hmm. would take me two hours of commuting to a place that's twenty minutes from my house mm-hmm. <laughs> normally. So I mean, just have it planned out. Have your res- reservations for the restaurants in. Just know where you're going to go, and I think you could have an amazing experience regardless of your budget. Like there's that's things awesome. to do for all different price ranges. So is there
0: okay? That's good. Yes, definitely. And is there like a dress code or style that that one must go to the handbags?
1: Right now, because it's summer 2020, yes, you must have a mask. (laughs) Other than (laughs) that, other than a mask, no, really. I mean, you see, some places do require shoes, closed toe shoes, Mm -hmm. like go to like a fancy golf course or, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to be required to have closed toe shoes, no flip flops. But for the most Mm -hmm. part, I believe most restaurants, wineries, you know, everywhere is going to allow you to pretty much wear whatever you want as long as you're
0: covering your private parts. You're good. Oh my gosh, you did not say that. Do not go <laughs> so No, out. it's not a nudist
1: colony. <laughs> it's people do expect you to wear a shirt and sh- you know bottoms.
0: So, right. like, I was thinking of preppy look here, and you went in a whole different <laughs> direction. <laughs> and I love well, You know, that's me. Oh my gosh. Okay. My <laughs> last question. My, my last question to you. uh Marissa is, you know, what advice would you give to someone who's looking to move to New York or maybe even possibly the Hamptons? Okay.
1: So if you're planning to move here, it would depend on your
0: motive. Are you
1: coming here to work? Or are you coming here to live or are you coming here to raise a family? There's so many, it's a very, 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 very expensive place to live. If you're coming here to, you know, to live here full time if you're planning, yeah, if you're planning to come here as a worker, you know, whether you're going to start a fitness business or whether you're going to come here and open up your own mobile nail salon or tanning spa, that is doable. Um, You would probably want to find a residence slightly outside of the Hamptons in one of Mm -hmm. the local towns and then just commute. Um, But it really just depends on, like I said, your motive for coming here. If you have you know, 5 million, 10 million, you want to just purchase a house out here, then definitely mm-hmm. come, come on out. Out. <laughs> come right. out. And I mean, if you have that, then, you know, you're, you're pretty much good to go. I don't think you're going to have a problem enjoying the life out here. I know a lot of people that have migrated out here because of the pandemic have actually decided to stay. So mm-hmm. I have a couple of clients that they're giving up their, you know, 30 year apartments in the city to stay mm-hmm. in their Hampton's house because they just don't want to go back to that. Like they're, mm. they're liking the low key lifestyle. They're liking the zoom and the virtual meetings. They just feel like it's no longer necessary to do the big city busy life because they're older. And if you can work, that remotely, is,
0: that's that's all in the news. People are fleeing yeah. New York, right. But, and, and, but what you're talking about permanently moving there, that's probably the 1% that can Right. Yeah. I mean, unless honestly, though, I see so many people that move out here from
1: all over the country because Mm -hmm. they want to, I mean, a lot of them are fitness trainers. A lot of them are just, you know, like hairstylists. So I feel like if you have like a little business and you know, you're, I say the word worker, but that's not probably not the right word, but you know, like they're hairstylists or makeup artists. They want to come out here and they want to work and they know that people need you know, there are so many concierge companies that are just booking private chefs are huge mm. in demand here. Nobody's cooking mm. their food. Like they want their chefs to cook it. So mm. I mean, if you're coming out here to work as an assistant or, you know, as like a massage therapist, it's a great place to be because there's so much business. And mm. I mean, us locals that live here, we can't even handle the business. There's so much going around wow. and there's, you know, there's enough for everybody. So during, but again, that's just during the summers because during the winter, it's a whole nother story. It's like a ghost town. So those are the businesses that, those are the people that will want to live here. So it's a seasonal place, you know? It thrives during the summer and Mm -hmm. it shuts down really during the fall and the winter and the spring. It's uh, Everything's kind of closing up. It's very seasonal.
0: But you just gave, people some great ideas on business <laughs> development and why they should move to the Hamptons even if it's seasonal or starting a remote job. And I love everything you have shared, Marissa. You are an expert at the Hamptons. I am so happy that you have my Vana Move and you know I'm gonna join that. Everyone should join that. With that said, where can people connect with you, learn more about you, learn how to join my Vonna Move and um, everything else so you can find me on
1: instagram my instagram handle is at my move or you can go follow me on facebook or you can just go to myvana move.com backslash schedule and sign up for my newsletter that way hopefully i'll be able to send you guys the link for my classes you'll access the schedule and hopefully i will be able to see you guys from my living room
0: Thanks for tuning in to Gossip Mista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at Gossip Mista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live in breathe New York City like I do and want even more, Go to our website at gossipnista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO Gossipnista.